1: This is the official Notre Dame football post-game show presented by St. Joseph Health System. Brought to you by Coca-Cola, Sirius XM, Chili's, Papa Vino's, South Bend Orthopedics, South Bend Airport, West Bend
2: Insurance, Centier Bank, and ABC 57 News. Also by Pet Refuge, Barnabys of Mishawaka and Granger, OSMC, and the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. 21-10, the uh, the final score. Notre Dame falling to Ohio State. It is the official Notre Dame football postgame show on Sunny 101.5, Sports Radio 960, WSBT, and it is presented by the fine folks at uh, St. Joseph Health System. Uh, Yeah, 21-10, Jimmy Rosari here in uh, the WSBT studios. Reggie Brooks also joining me as well right now. Reg, uh... There you are, Reg. There we are. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, I, as I as I was saying, um, you know, this game. Eh. Okay, then, your thoughts, Reg? <laughs>
3: um, again, it was kind of about like I thought it would go. Unfortunately, okay. um, I just think again, you you look at this team, you know, you got a new quarterback, um, and and again, you know, you look at it one. Three, three receptions by receivers, you know, that, that has to improve. I mean, yeah. the areas that were of concern to me are the areas that really showed up to be um, an issue. Offensive line, again, struggled uh, in protection, too many busted assignments, um, you know, allowing them to split the double teams, uh, just, you know, struggles. And I was disappointed with how, the defensive line play that was supposed to be a real strength for us. Mm. I really expected them to compete a lot better uh, than they did. So all in all, it, it was, it was a tough game and they competed. Um, I will say our secondary uh, showed up uh, a lot better in, in the cornerback position than they have you on know, the previous uh, season. So, a lot of positives in my mind is that you know you know Tyler Buckner he he has some a lot of uh, area to improve as well as the offensive line you know the running game was kind of non-existent um so overall you know a tough game you know they competed but you know there was expectation of a 17 and a half point favorite yeah. uh, Ohio State and Notre Dame battled them so when it's all said and done i mean got to come back and you know you be be at home and, you know, you'll have an opportunity to get some home cooking and, you know, we'll see what happens. But there's a lot to improve upon. Um, but I, I liked how they competed uh, for the most part in this game.
2: Going into the number two team, uh, you know, the number two team uh, team in the country, into their house to kick off your season, new head coach, new quarterback, uh some new guys, you know, as far as depth goes, uh, you know, really young as far as depth goes for uh for Notre Dame. Um yeah, I I I mean obviously a win would have been great and as things kept pushing along at at 10 to 7, I was like, wow, they may, they might really actually pull this off. All right. But uh unfortunately, uh you know, CJ Stroud demonstrating why he's one of the what three guys? Who's probably going to win the Heisman Trophy this year? So we uh, we've got that. Uh, we will start to break everything down coming up uh, with uh, some first half game analysis, and uh, we've got uh, the uh, post game press conference from Marcus Freeman uh, and uh, hopefully a uh, hopefully a couple of players as well. Uh, with with road games, it always kind of it always kind of varies, quite honestly. So uh, we'll we'll try to get you as much as we can from Columbus. This is the official Notre Dame football postgame show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT.
4: Snap, quickly, throws to the near sideline, caught, 25-30, running by himself at the 45, 50, near sideline, cutting back Lorenzo Styles down to the 30-yard line of Ohio State.
2: That was 54 yards right there, and... Unfortunately, that was the last time we also heard Lorenzo Styles' name in this game. Uh, it's the official Notre Dame football post-game show on Sunny One Hundred One Point Five and Sports Radio Nine Sixty WSBT, presented by Saint Joseph Health System. Uh, yeah, Styles with the uh, with just the one catch right there. I mean, huge catch, and and it really it really kind of set a tone that hey, no- Notre Dame came to play today, right, Reg? What I,
3: doubt, I mean, you to start off with a big play like that. That, that I mean, if, if you're going to start a game off from, especially from a confidence standpoint, for your for your quarterback, that's the way you do it. And I think that was one of the things they wanted to get accomplished. Uh, you know, coming out of the gate was say, hey, let's get you know Tyler in some positions where, you know, give him some success and have a big play like that to to open up the um, the game you know you got to feel good about it and it and unfortunately um like I said that was you know one of the the high points but it was really the only high point um uh for for Lorenzo and you know you were thinking hey maybe we have an opportunity here to get some make some plays uh at the receiver position and it it just never really materialized any, very much after that
2: yeah that it, how much uh, how much they more relied on uh on Michael Mayer, uh, considering how every other receiver not named Michael Mayer only had one catch today, uh, just kind of goes to show the importance of Avery Davis. Uh, that injury was whew, that was just a just a killer right there, and uh, kind of kind of felt the, the the after effects of it right there.
3: Yeah, and you you were already thin at the receiver position in a yeah. lot of regards, especially from a you know. Um, a depth standpoint. So to lose Avery Davis, you know, who was, you know, the captain and, you know, his reason he was a captain is he was a leader on this team and a relief, relief, a leader at that position. And to, to lose him before the season started, that was, that was a, a big blow and people were like, Oh, well, you know, we can just, somebody else has to step up. It, it's not as easy as it looks when you have someone that has the, the, you know, has commanded the respect of his teammates and, you know, and, and the team and as a leader on the team and you lose him. And he was also one of your playmakers and, not, and, it, and you're at a position that you were already out of deficit. That's a tough thing to do. That's a tough thing to overcome yeah. because, you know, there's a lot of production that you lost from, you know, when you lost Avery Davis, there's uh production that you lose as well so that was a, that was a big blow and you know just just look at the first quarter I, I was the first half I was I was I felt pretty good I'm like yeah yeah man're we're, we're battling <laughs> yeah. you know th- th- these guys were battling and, and, and getting after it so you, you had to feel good and to start the game off like that um again just you, you have some momentum I just wish they could have kept kept it going.
2: They, uh, they got the field goal after that big catch by Styles. Uh, that's how that drive ended. Then they went three and out a couple of times. Goes into the second quarter, and things really kind of started coming together pretty nice. The, uh, the second quarter, uh, that's where they got their, uh, their lone touchdown. They got 94 yards. And uh, even, even though they lost the time of possession game as far as the second quarter, they led it in the first quarter. By, I mean, they almost doubled them up, quite honestly, uh, in the first quarter. But in the second quarter, uh, Ohio State actually had the ball longer, but Notre Dame was able to do more and, and get more out of their offense than Ohio State was.
3: Well, we did a great job of keeping everything in front of I think defensively that was kind of the, the plan was just keep it in front, come up and tackle. Um, and I, I think defensively, we, we, we had a strong game plan going in It just, you know, I, I think we just wore down as, yeah. as the game went on. But after that first half, it was a couple of opportunities we had offensively that we just did not, we did not take advantage of in, in this game. And, you know, you look at that first half, there's a couple of times, you know, I said, drives that where we're moving the ball and, you know, just a, a little misstep here and there, um, you know, that, you know, Busted assignments, especially on offensive line, you know, you know, letting guys split double teams. We're letting guys, like I said, letting guys go free. And you you can't do that and expect to be a, a, a good team like Ohio State. You know, you you have some opportunities there. And when you, and when you don't take advantage of it, you know, you know, we're going, you know, we get that touchdown on the 10 play drive and you come back, you get a, you know, you get them, them out. And you and you go in, and it was I want to say the fourth series that we were you know had a nice couple of runs by mm-hmm. Diggs and 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 Tyler Buckner and you know incomplete pass, you know a little misstep here, and you're you know in third and three you have an opportunity for Tyler to hit Michael Mayer, and he again yeah, gets pressure. Boom, the ball ball doesn't get he didn't it didn't get where it needs to go and have an incomplete pass fourth down, you know, you you don't really, you know, you can't have plays like that. When you have opportunities to make plays, you got to make them, especially when it's your, you know, when you're throwing to, to me, I feel is the best receiver and and best tight end in the the game.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: You, You can't let those play, you can't leave those plays out there. And we, we, we that first half we left several opportunities out yeah. there where we could have really, you know, made uh, put, put Ohio state in a, in a tough, tougher position where I think, you know, I felt we should have gone at least been 14, at least 13 or 14 seven going into the, um, into the uh, halftime.
2: Yeah. Uh, Tyler Buckner did start the game eight for eight, but then, uh, you know, had this string of where he didn't, he didn't complete a pass five straight times either. That stretched uh, from the first half into the second half. As far as his first half numbers went, uh, 8 for 10, 128 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, though. Uh, so not not a bad showing as far as his arm goes, as far as really the first, the first start that he's had, what, in how long? Three years almost? So yeah. I uh I, I, I thought I thought Tyler played pretty well. You're right though. It could be you know the arm could be a little bit more accurate because, uh he would he would overthrow some guys. He would you know it would just you know just throw it off. Well, it, so,
3: and, and I say that, but also you know a lot of the you know the pressure that he was getting was coming right up the middle. I mean when you're yeah. getting pre- pressure right up the middle, that's never good. And and just so many times I'm watching, you know in particular. Oh gosh, sorry. I'm I'm watching the offensive line, in particular the guards, you know um lug mm-hmm. and Patterson and in the interior line and Corell. I mean, they're they're not passing guys off. They're they're letting guys go free. It it, it it was just constant. It's like why are we not communicating as the unit? You know, when you look at the offensive line, you have to work together. And it was just too many times where you saw guys coming free and they were coming free right up the middle um, and right in the middle, right up in the middle and right into um, Buckner's face. And he's not able to step into, he wasn't able to step into a lot of the throws. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he was off on some things, but there was a c- combination of things that fed into that where, you know, he couldn't step up because he was getting the, the pressure was coming directly up the middle. And that's the worst place you wanted to come because you can't see and, and it, Comes up and surprises you.
2: As far as total yardage went, uh, Notre Dame won that battle in the first half, one eighty-one to one forty-nine. Uh, they took the 10-7 lead into halftime, uh, and and really, I mean, yeah, you had those four penalties in the first quarter, but outside outside of the uh, outside of the one touchdown drive for uh, for Ohio State in the first half. They were able to overcome those penalties pretty well. Yeah,
3: and and I, and, I, and again, that's where you ha- when you have those opportunities, you have a team like Ohio State that you know is a high-powered offense. Mm-hmm. You can't leave plays out on the field, and you know in, in a lot of those things, we couldn't establish a run game. I you know I would prefer to do more of a downhill run. I just think that's. You know this offensive line works better that way. I think again when you're learning how to 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 block and to work as a unit, it's easier to block downhill man on man coming off the ball versus the zone concept, which is what we with Notre Dame uses. And with that zone concept, it was just too many times you're you're chasing guys that are and they're running free. Actually, that Ohio State defense was a lot more explosive. Yeah. Then, you know, <laughs> they they were given credit for it. and particularly the uh Michael Hall. He he had himself a game and he was disruptive throughout.
2: Yeah. I really thought watching a couple of those uh Audric Estime runs that he was really he was he was due for one to to just break where where he was just going to go downhill all the way and uh un- unfortunately just couldn't get the blocking on uh on some of it. So, that's the first half, at least. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, we've got second half game analysis coming up. Uh, we've also got the post game press conference from head coach Marcus Freeman and uh, whatever players uh, the university does uh, does make available after after the game tonight. Ohio State beating Notre Dame twenty one to ten. You are listening to the official Notre Dame football postgame show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSB.
4: Tyler Buckner, first down and 10 on his own 12-yard line. He's in the shotgun. Estime is to his right. Takes the snap, drops back. Looks in, throws down the near sideline to Brayden Lindsey. Diving catch. No. Oh, yes! We had the incomplete and the complete signal. And the final call is, yes, he caught it at the 45-yard line.
2: The official Notre Dame football postgame show, the uh, the catch from Braden Lindsey. that uh, watching it on TV, yeah, we, we got both signs from the same official. Uh, he first called it incomplete and then uh, called it complete. It was like, okay. And we didn't even get a look at it either uh I, I i thought that i thought that was kind of a, a, a would have been a nice harbinger of things to come but uh unfortunately not the case as ohio state is able to pull away in the fourth quarter winning 21 to 10 at the horseshoe in columbus reggie brooks joins me i am Jim risari uh as far as uh, the second half goes uh that is where ohio state came out and really kind of really turned the screws on on Notre Dame uh, they you know Notre Dame just half to half 181 yards total uh, total yards uh in the first half just 72 in the second half and uh, Ty- uh Tyler Buckner just two for eight for uh, for 49 yards uh, that's not going to get it done against anyone really.
3: No, you 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 see that second half and this is kind of you know, I i, I hearken back to the what bowl game Irish? and it's not about the second half adjustments. We we were not, you know, and that's a concern. I mean, for us to come out and not really adjust what we're doing and I mean, you saw the difference in play between from the first first half to the second half. Was pretty drastic. I mean, we didn't s- sniff the goal line, field goal, touchdown, anything in that second half. Yeah. I mean, that defense—they adjusted and 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 really uh, put the hammer down on Notre Dame and you know Ohio State again, very good football team. And but they adjusted at, at halftime. We didn't, and that is something that needs to be addressed and and, and needs to be addressed in short order.
2: Yeah, I uh, I hate to bring it up, but I felt the same way after the Fiesta Bowl back in January. Yeah, they no, did I, not make any halftime adjustments whatsoever. They just tried to keep things as they were going, and they ultimately wound it wind up losing a game that they could have won. I
3: agree, and you know they exactly, and this is a game where you know you're you come out in the second half you stop them get the ball back and then you in turn (laughs) you go right down and do basically the same thing and give the ball back to an explosive offense that I think we just wore down defensively I mean um, that was the thing that really what it looked like to me I mean we were struggling getting off blocks especially in the second half um I, I still say our secondary is, is improved because they did a they were much better in terms of, you know, you know, being at least in position to make a play on the defend I mean on the receiver. And our linebackers were pretty solid, but we wore down tackling got yeah. progressively worse as the game went on. Um and the, the one thing when they scored toward the end, that that touchdown pass from Stroud to Johnson, mm-hmm. we had a, a safety a d- a double safety blitz yeah. that was never going to get there. Right. I mean, they were coming from, if you're going to do a safe, a double safety blitz, you better have at least, it, you got to be a lot closer yeah. to at least like you got in his, you get to his face and force him off his mark or something. But that was the most poorly executed you know, double safety blitz I've seen in some time.
2: Yeah, I mean, they were ten yards back. No, yeah. s- like it's there's, not there's never there's never been a safety blitz from that far back that has ever reached the line of scrimmage ever.
3: Why? Yeah, that was that was disappointing to 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 say the least. And you know, you look at and and again, right there, you make a play. This is you have them. I mean, if you, if you execute that blitz and get there, you're, you're still in this, you know, there's still a a, a 14 10 game versus, you know, 21 10. So it it, it was a huge, huge missed opportunity um, that just, you know, that, that just, that's that, was the bulk the game and it just seemed like in the second the fourth quarter in particular, our defense just got gassed. And yeah. you know, that, that last drive, she, I mean, good grief. Uh, yeah, they were, the, they were the Williams, Williams just, I mean, they just ran it down
2: our throat. Yeah. Yeah. They, they looked, they looked like they were on an oxygen tank, uh, that, that last, uh, that last drive, they, they were definitely cooked. Uh, Notre Dame couldn't take advantage of the penalty penalty situation either. Uh, in the second half, Notre Dame just had the one penalty for 15 yards. Ohio State had five for 55. And if you're if you're going to get that that kind of a gift that consistently through a first half, you got to be able to capitalize on those.
3: Without a doubt, and and, and again, that's that's kind of the. <laughs> The the storyline of this game is, like I said, missed opportunities um, and not taking taking advantage of the opportunities that were afforded to us. And you know, you just look look at this this game, and you know, I know when they go back and watch the film, there's going to be a lot of guys looking back, and I mean, players and coaches. Man, we we ha- we have opportunity, yeah. multiple chances to you know to put ourselves in a a, a better situation and we just did not, we did not execute. And it's, you know, and again, this, that's, you know, you know, some people were like, Oh my gosh, the work, you know, the sky's falling. No, no, that is not the case. That is not the case. This, you know, this team has, it's a good football team. Mm -hmm. They need to understand now is like, Hey, Ohio state's a good football team. You had your chances. can you make that transition from, you know, a you know close second, and you know you're, you you know, also ran to finishing plays, finishing drives, tackling. Again, it comes back to fundamentals. You know, when you are a fundamentally sound football team, you make the plays that are available to you to make. And right now. They're not as fundamentally sound as they need to be, um, as as a, as a football team. They can get there, but it's going to take some it's going to take some continued work. And again, I hope they maintain the confidence that you know, hey, we're a good football team. We just have to execute better and and, and finish games. Because yeah. again, but I mean, I don't know why this is. I'm harping on this, but the the adjustments, second half adjustments, yeah. that that. That's got to, in particular, with this coaching staff, they got to look at, take a hard look at that, and, and really address themselves in terms of that that aspect of it.
2: Yeah, you, you're absolutely right as far as the the halftime adjustments. Like, do something, you know? Like, like it looked, it looked like they were just, you know, they go into halftime leading 10-7, and it looked like they were just perfectly content with keeping the game at ten to seven and that's not going to happen against Ohio State. I mean, granted, you held them under 30, which is a feat in and of itself. You held them to 21, which is the lowest amount of points that they've scored uh, in at least, you know, they didn't do it at all last season. Uh, Like, I think the the lowest they scored in a game was 26. So you held them five points below that even. But you've got to go out and make some plays yourself.
3: And that's that's been the struggle is, you know, where we stand offensively is is not good. Yeah. You know, it, it's, you know, defensively, I, I still feel that we we just got tired mm-hmm. and, and and we just we didn't we just didn't didn't get it done. But, you know, 10 of eight, 10 of 18, that's. You know, that's solid. You know, it's not mm-hmm. you don't we didn't need him. He didn't turn the ball over. There was no we didn't you know have the turnovers. But two point five yards per carry. Yes. That's not gonna cut it.
2: uh uh-uh.
3: That will not cut it.
2: No. Uh the sec- when you have yeah. go ahead.
3: When you only have three receptions by your receiving core,
2: yeah.
3: that's not gonna cut it.
2: Uh-huh.
3: That will not get it done. I mean, and that's these are things that they have you know they can control.
2: Absolutely, these are things
3: that they can make the make that jump. It's just the consistency and and the level of play has to be consistently high if you're gonna if you're gonna beat the teams that they're gonna have to be to 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 make a, a decent run.
2: Yeah, the uh, the time of possession you know lending itself back to the uh, the defense getting tired. Ohio State won that in the second half, nineteen thirty four to ten twenty six. Um, yep, they got tired. They were out there a long time. So.
3: And you can't, I mean, you look at, you know, the second half stats, I mean, (laughs) what do you expect if if you're going, you know, three and out? I mean, you know, six plays, six plays, five plays, three plays, but all punts.
2: That not not good. That won't do it. (laughs) That's not good. That will not do it. Yeah. Absolutely right. That will not get it
3: done. It was like, and, and I will say this: I, it was special teams also a little disconcerting because even on kickoffs we had poor field position because of poor execution. You mm-hmm. know, special teams we didn't execute as well as we we could have. We were in you know long yard. Our, you know, we had a long field to, to go, pretty much the entire game. You know, you got to help yourself out. By making some plays in special teams and again yeah, and Jim, and I don't know how, how com you, you how well you are familiar with me. I'm not big on kickers. But <laughs> So I've heard. <laughs> I, I I have to give the punt the punter his props. Yeah. That and that's that's difficult to say. I'm just going to.
2: <laughs> I, 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 can actually, a... I can hear your teeth gritting as you say that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so
3: he 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 provided some great punts and put and really put um you know he helped put them in, in tough field position and we never took advantage of it. Yeah. And you know, when you when you're able to flip the field in special teams, that's huge and when we flip the, the our kicker flips the field and we don't take advantage of it, we're pinning them down inside you know the 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 you know 7 yard line you know t- you know inside the 10 yard line you got to come up and 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 make a play yeah you, you got opportunity there you got to finish that off and just that happened far too many times where we're in, Notre Dame did not execute and put, give themselves an opportunity. Yeah. And that's, that's probably the most disappointing thing about this game. Um, is it cause they fought, I they fought. It was just too many missed opportunities and poor execution and just not fundamentally sound in, in, in different areas, but I have confidence in Harry. He he'll get that offensive line together. Oh yeah. Um, he's done it. It's just, he has a lot of work to do. Yeah. And I, I think the receiver core will will get there, but right now, is is a lot of holes that need to be fixed. You know, so ship's not sinking yet, yeah. but we got to fix those holes pretty quickly.
2: Right, exactly. Uh, one for six on third down. Uh, they've got they've just got to be better on third down. Just yeah, y- you got to be better. So. Uh, we'll continue as far as as uh, as far as the stats go. Uh, we've also got the uh, the opponent's scoreboard still to come, and uh, we will hear from uh, head coach Marcus Freeman and his press conference uh, coming up as the official Notre Dame football postgame show presented by St. Joseph Health System rolls on on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960
4: W. Buckner waits for the shotgun snap. He's going to throw. Blitz. Throwing. Deep down the near side of the field. The ball is juggled was it caught yes it was Matt Salerno batted the ball up on the 32 yard line of Ohio State went to his back and as he fell down the ball fell to him for a 36 yard game
2: that is uh, pretty much what's kept Matt Salerno around his ability to juggle uh he had that uh, he had that catch unfortunately again his only catch as uh, a lot of Notre Dame wide receivers uh well, all of them really. anybody not named uh, Michael Mayer only had one catch on the day. It is uh, the official Notre Dame football post game show, uh, presented by Saint Joseph Health System. Um, getting into the uh, getting into the game stats presented by Coca Cola, by the way. Um, yeah, Mayer, Mayer only got 32 yards in in those five catches anyway. Uh, but you've got to be able to. You've got to spread the ball around more. You, you can't just rely on Michael Mayer to to pull you out of uh, of whatever stagnation you may have. You may have found yourself in. You know.
3: That's the other thing. It's like you know he has. He can't be the the only option. Exactly. You know, and and exactly. there needs to be more production. From the receiving core, in particular, and we need to take some shots, a few more shots downfield, and you know, part of that is is requires the offensive line to 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 hold up better, mm-hmm. um, and not you know, not having running for his life is, is a part of it. So it's, and it, and he has to keep his eyes downfield, but he has to be able to trust that the protection is going to be there, and I think that was a. That was that was an issue, um, so, and you know we have to be able to take shots downfield because I mean, it's similar to the you know Oklahoma State game, Ohio State, their safeties were standing flat-footed. They were not you know we did not force them. There was no yeah. very seldom did we take any shots downfield to force those safeties to to back up. I mean they were playing downhill, of uh, majority of the game. And you can't, you cannot allow a defense to play downhill with their safeties. Um, you got to force them to to respect uh, the ball going over their head. And we just, we never did really, we never really got that accomplished.
2: Yeah, uh, the offensive line uh, giving up three sacks. Uh, Notre Dame only get only able to get to the quarterback once. So uh, you know, just, eh. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a concern. I'm well, not concerned, but just a disappointment that yeah. I really thought offensive line would be better there in terms of getting pressure on the quarterback and, you know, and let's let's see CJ Stroud is, is the real deal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I, I, I really thought that we would do a better job of getting pressure on him and we just never was able to consistently pressure him and get him off his spot and he he definitely got comfortable back there and, and, and started delivering delivering the ball.
2: Yeah, he uh he didn't really have to uh put the ball down and run with it. He 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 did try to run three times, uh only got a yard on it, but um or at least uh only got uh, a yard for the game as far as carries go, but 24 for 34, 223 yards, two touchdowns, uh completion percentage of 71% and uh yeah, the, the the two the two plays when they needed them most, Ohio State was able to capitalize on some pretty you know the second touchdown. Okay, they were pretty gassed by that point, but the uh, the one with the safety blitz on it, that that's why Ohio State wins all the time. It's because they capitalize on a mistake like that.
3: And they kept battling too. I mean, that was the other thing is that both teams battled. And Ohio State, you know, let's let's give the defense some credit from the standpoint of this this has been a, is considered one of the most high powered offenses in in the college game. Oh, absolutely, and you yeah. know, they were averaging, you know, well over four or five hundred yards a game, or over five hundred yards a game last year. And a lot of the same pieces were back,
0: mm-hmm. and
3: they we. Like I said, we held him to 21 points. And, you know, I know Coach Freeman said he's not into the moral victories, and I agree with him on that. It's just you you look at the game in totality, you know, I think a lot of people were expecting Notre Dame to get blown out. and Oh, sure. When that didn't happen, um, I think our defense was effective for the most part for the first, you know, first half first you know two and a half quarters and I just think they just got worn down and you know we've had struggles like you know like this again the offense is not struggling with it is and we don't have a Kyron Williams so our running game we need the offensive line to really step up that is a, a I mean that is crucial for this team to have success long term is that offensive line in the running game is going to have to step up and and really get on get on defenders and stay on defenders and and get some movement up front.
2: I don't think that Tyler Buckner should be the guy who's leading who's leading the charge as far as the rushing attack goes. He led the way with 11 rushes, just 18 yards. Uh, estimate had nine for 21 Tyree had six for 28 Diggs had four for nine yards that's 30 rushes altogether for 76 yards you can't have your quarterback taking the most runs though right
3: yeah and, and, and some of them were, were you know design runs mm-hmm. I just it would I really would like to see them do more with estimate downhill and not and this is, you saw this last year too. I just think there's too much waiting for the hole to open up versus let the offensive line come off the ball, get into defenders and let estimate and, you know, digs run downhill. Like that's, I mean, they, that's what they, that's what Ohio state did. They wore us down because they kept running Williams and Henderson yeah. downhill and you know and they just like i said they weren't you know trying to run wide so much i mean they, a couple of tall sweeps here and there but majority of their runs were between the tackles and they were coming downhill and breaking tackles and you know and that's what Estime is you know to me that's what he's built for is to yeah. run through guys as opposed to trying to find you know a scene no i don't need you to find the seam. i need you to not drop your head, but I need you to press this Mm hole and push the ball down the field. And if the offensive line is in the way, help them help move them. You know, when you, when you pound in somebody in the back a few times and I'm a firm believer and don't touch, don't stay off the offensive line, but sometimes to get them to move forward, you might need to help them out a little bit to encourage them. I don't need you to be, I need you to push and not get pushed.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, Estime did have the one touchdown uh, that Notre Dame was able to get on the board. Going over the top on that, too, which uh, I actually kind of, kind of found that impressive, given given his stature, quite honestly. Uh, he he, I did notice, too, in the second quarter when he was making those runs, he had a nice little spin move that was catching Ohio State off guard. Yeah, but
3: he shouldn't be making a spin move yeah. in the backfield. Yeah, this is true. I mean, that's... The penetration that that Ohio State's defense, and again, I, I hats off to Michael Hall and, and you know, I definitely congratulate um, the Ohio State defense because you know they stepped it up. They were getting penetration, um, you know, getting in the backfield and forcing because a back like estimate, you know, if you allow him to get going and you know go get going downhill he's very effective but when he has to stop his feet and redirect that's not that's not his that's not when he's at his best Mm -hmm. and i think the more they can get him you know running downhill running behind his pads and not running sideways the more effective he'll be uh
2: ohio state on the ground uh henderson and Williams, uh, pretty much equal. Uh, Henderson, fifteen for ninety-one yards. Uh, Williams, fourteen for eighty-four yards, plus the touchdown. Um, yeah, like they 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 were more downhill. Were one-two punch. Yeah, a great, <laughs> yeah. really, yeah, absolutely, a great one-two punch. Uh, it, that's that's something I, I think Notre Dame has to find in in the running game if you're going. If you're going to uh, if you're gonna have the kind of running game that I think they wanna have. You know? Like they like they really leaned on the on the running game a lot during the game, even at points where they probably should have been passing the ball.
3: Yeah. No, I, I think again, they were and this is this takes patience and consistency. When you can, you know, content con- consistently run the football and be effective. When you run the ball downhill, getting after, the, you know, getting after the defenders. When you come off the ball and you you're constantly hitting a defender. And our defense in the first half, we did a great job mm-hmm. again, yeah, but it just got worn down because you look at, you know, the Ohio State offensive line. They were consistently attacking downhill blocking and and coming off the ball. And it wore our defense down over time. And that's what they stay committed to that through throughout the game. And when you have that, that's very, that that wears you down. I mean, I remember that was kind of the, our style of play, you know, Hey, we're we're gonna be right there. We're gonna keep pounding, 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 mm-hmm. and 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 wear you down. And when we work, and again, there's gonna come a time when you're gonna have to say, "Hey, man, this is a little too tough for me. I I don't want to do this anymore." So you you have to make a, a business decision. <laughs> and when you and and if you're consistent, because you look at that offensive line of Ohio State, good good lord, that uh. I think it was the right tackle. I mean, the kid is six seven. He was six, seven, 360 pounds, three hundred fifty pounds, and they said he lost weight. Good lord!
2: That's uh, that's the right, that's something that my dad would call. That offensive line is well fed. That's what uh, that's yes. what my dad would be saying.
3: And you you watch him in, in you know seventy seven. He's 3'10". Six, six, When you have those big bodies coming at you, hitting you, you know, one down after another, it wears on you. And that's what we don't do. We, we, I don't see, I very, and you talk about the, the estimate touchdown, look at that again, and you see how they come off the ball and the offensive line, our offensive line the Notre Dame's offensive line got pushed on that play. They moved the defense. And when you can consistently move the defense, it wears on them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got 320 pounds, 360 pounds, you know, plus your you know, 260, 270, you're carrying on your own and you're holding up another 300, that, that wears you down. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's if we can get to develop that capability and have that t- type of patience, which it seemed like we were doing after the first half, we were content to hey, we're going to run the ball, we're going to get take three, four, five yards, dink and dunk, and and get a long drive. When you can consistently do that, you become an effective offense because you put the game in the hands of the guys that get it done and that's the offensive line.
2: We'll continue going through the uh the game stats. We'll uh, we'll get to Marcus Freeman's press conference as well whenever uh, whenever that happens. I keep uh, I keep looking for it, but uh so far I haven't been, haven't been able to see it yet. So, uh as soon you know, as soon as we are able to get our hands on it, we'll put it on the air for you and uh, we'll hear from uh, we'll hear from the coach. We've got the out of uh, the uh, opponent's scoreboard uh, coming up as well. And uh, like I said, we'll uh, continue breaking down the uh, the game stats as we continue on the official Notre Dame Football Post Game Show presented by St. Joseph Health System.
4: Fakes the hand off to the right keeps it to the left. 10, 15, stiff arm out to the 20. Fake the inside run. He tucked it in his left arm and then took off to the near sideline here and picks up 12 yards. He-
2: the uh, the official Notre Dame football postgame show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT rolling on. I'm Jimmy Razzari. Reggie Brooks joining me as well uh, with the show. We're uh, continuing to break down more of the game stats. Brought to you by Coca-Cola. Taking a look at the defense, um, I've got to admit, you kept hearing the, the – uh, the name Eichenberg, a whole heck of a lot. And I was having flashbacks to Liam Eichenberg. And uh, unfortunately, it was on the other side. Uh, Tommy, Eichen, uh, Tommy Eichenberg, uh, nine tackles, two sacks. Uh, just, he was a beast today for uh, for against Notre Dame for the Buckeyes.
3: He had a great job of uh, getting off blocks. And, you know, that defensive line did a great job of, Keeping their, their their second level the linebackers clean, he ran around. Um, again, yeah, they they kept our offensive line in and, and from a pass protection standpoint. Again, he was one that was just constantly a disruptor um, when he came came in on blitzes. Uh, very effective tacklers, some of the best uh, fundamentally fundamentals and tackles. And guys did. He was one that said running sideline to sideline. And again, last year this was a a point of contention for Ohio State was their defense, and they showed up. I mean, you know, I think again, you you look at it as a whole, where Ohio State's offense was struggling, then that allowed you know. Because normally, like I said their off their defense was kind of the the Achilles' heel, and you know would give up points. They kept they were more they kept um, Ohio State in the game uh, throughout because they were able to get to the quarterback. They were able to get pressure. They tackled well. They stopped the run. You know all the things that you want to see a defense do. And you know if if they're not if they're not as effective as they were. Uh, I think, you know, again, Notre Dame wins the game, but hats off to the defense. You got your offense is struggling. Someone steps up and, you know, Eichenberg and, you know, Michael Hall, they had, they, they got some guys that can, that can play. And we, in Notre Dame, you know, they struggled to, to, to run the ball. They struggled in pass protection and a lot of it, again, you have to have somebody over there playing the game, you know. <laughs> so you you got you got to step up, and you know we just Notre Dame struggled to do that throughout. But you got to give this defense credit because they showed up and put the pressure on, and uh, effective game plan, and and they did a great job of you know really limiting Notre Dame's offense.
2: Uh, Clarence Lewis leading the way with uh, with seven tackles for the defense. Uh, He really had some pretty good stops uh, on defense. Uh, Jack Kaiser with six. Maris Leafau a uh, a nice little comeback game there. Five tackles for him on the day today. Houston Griffith uh, and a a myriad of guys uh, each with four. A lot of guys with three as well. cornerback like it, it concerns me a little bit that a that a cornerback is leading the way as far as tackles go
3: yeah um i would be concerned but again you you look at this offense ohio state offense it's it's more of a pass offense yeah um but i will say the fact that you know we we wore down and you had to have you know the corners and safeties coming up, making more tackles because we struggled to get, get guys on the ground in that second half in particular, um, that that one last drive with Williams, he had seven carries like 49 yards on that drive. And then a, a huge catch. A lot of that is, you know, with the defense wearing down, you, you know, se- secondary is going to have to come up, and make plays and kind of how the defensive game plan seemed to be structured of keeping the ball in front and coming up and making tackles, you know, you're going to get a good chance. You'll get more secondary guys uh, making tackles as opposed to uh, your linebackers and uh, defensive line. But those backs broke quite a few tackles and it was the, you know, the tack, the less than stellar tackling of our, uh, uh, our linebackers that you know force the defensive backs into making more tackles than you would care to have them make.
2: Absolutely, yeah. The when once you once you get past that first level, that second level. When, once you're into the secondary, um, yeah. I mean, you're just full speed ahead, and it's just it's not good. You're you're not going to win very many ball games, regardless of whether it's uh of it's you know Ohio State. Or if it's going to be Marshall next week, you know, uh, you yeah. just you're just not going to uh, be able to uh, come away with uh, with a victory on that front. Uh, let's see, Jack Kaiser with six tackles uh, for four. Um, Leo found like I said, uh, with five. Um, as far as uh, <clears throat> as far as uh, the the comparison. Uh, defensively, um, only only two tackles for loss. Uh, I was think like early on they the front seven really started showing some uh, some signs of life, but then it it just it just stagnated. Like even before yeah, we got we, to we, halftime, we
3: were, I, I agree. I think again, our defensive. Defensive front, particularly our defensive line, again, as I said earlier, disappointed with their showing because that was, you know, has been touted as our strength for some time. And for them not to get the, you know, the pressure on the quarterback and, you know, not get the penetration that you'd like to have to force uh, the, force double teams and, and and get penetration to force the backs to make a move in the backfield versus you know consistently being able to get to that next level. A lot of that is you know having a defensive line that's stepping up and, and making the plays that, that need to be made to force um, force the runners, you know, to not be able to just run downhill. And you also look at it, they, they their backs broke a lot of tackles.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, there was a lot of missed tackles by Notre Dame that were can be directly attributed to their running runners running downhill, and also they blocked the heck out of our defensive line. I yeah. mean, this is I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen that in a while. Well-fed offensive line, as shocking. I mentioned. <laughs> Yeah, that was a bit of a shocker. I I, I was not expecting their um, offensive line to handle uh, handle our def our uh, handle our defensive line as well as they did. I, I was definitely um, that definitely that was a definite surprise for yeah. me to see it, them do that so well
2: how can you improve that in a week like is is it just one of those cases where like they like they're just physically superior like they're like they're you know and and yes they're huge it's a huge offensive line but you can't you can't just hope for a uh, you can't just hope for a uh, for for a small offensive line to go up against your your, your defensive front 7 every time because there's going to be some teams that they bring the beef
3: well, I, for me, actually, it was it would have been I wanted to see them do a better job of ripping off of, of the offensive line, ripping through and, you know, a few more moves to get off of blocks. I mean, and, you know, that's just a lot of that's just will and, and, and grit to say, hey, I'm going to get off this block. You know, I, I'm going to work my technique and get off the block and get to the ball. And you know, several times us, you know, we see guys that are that allow um, to break contain. You know, we had guys that you know just fundamentally, you can't go down inside. You have to hold the edge. You know, and that's those are things that you just you do because that's what you're trained to do and it's just basic football and you know again it just comes back to fundamentals and when you're fundamentally sound and you're working your technique as a defensive lineman you're getting off blocks getting to the ball getting off blocks getting to the ball you're reacting and you're executing the techniques that you've been taught and you you go out and perform so it, it just comes down to executing the fundamentals of the position, you know, and a lot of it is just getting off a block, it, yeah. you know, whatever that, whatever that you have to do to get off that block, you get off the block period. That's, yeah. that's, that's it.
2: We don't just drive trucks because they're dependable workhorses that let us tackle icy roads all winter and tow a boat on summer weekends. We also drive trucks because they're fun. The Cooper Discoverer Rugged Trek is a truck tire made with fun in mind. Like any Cooper tire, the Rugged Trek is designed to do everything you need it to do. It's got stone blockades to protect your tires off-road and whisper grooves for smooth, quiet street driving. But with its in-your-face design, like the dual sidewalls that let you choose between two aggressive looks, the Cooper Discover uh, Rugged Trek is also a tire that shows off your truck's wild side. It's the tire that's off-road party on the outside and dependable all-purpose Cooper design on the inside. Learn more at cooper di- uh, coopertire.com. More of the official Notre Dame football post-game show presented by St. Joseph Health System coming up on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT.
3: Job, did a good job. job. Scored ten points. Um, we're rushing the ball. We're controlling the clock. But you got to be able to finish. And if you're in a situation where you got to throw it, and you got you to be able to finish, and that's something we didn't do. Had a penalty.
2: That's head coach Marcus Freeman uh, during his press conference. There, uh, it is the official Notre Dame football post-game show, presented by Saint Joseph Health System here on uh, Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Um, Jimmy Rosario with Reggie Brooks. How... How... Like, what do they have to do to improve in in order to be able to finish like they should have?
3: Well, I'm... First thing, again, is is execution. Um, you know, I think in the... I thought they had a solid game plan going in, you know, I, I still think so. In the first first half, for the most part, they they, they were on, on schedule as they like to say, in terms of, you know, they were running decently. Um they've gotta get better there. I mean, the offensive line is has got to get has got to improve drastically. Um And we've got to get the receivers involved from an offensive standpoint. um, We got to get Tyler Buckner. We got to help him by running the football and and then receivers getting open. You know, and you know that, like I said, three catches it from the receiver position. We got to be better there. We got to be better there. But it starts with the offensive line. And you know, understanding the the pass protections and the backs, you know, working together on the pass protections, um, and, and you know, getting Tyler comfortable to be able to stand in the pocket, and then defensively, tackle better. You just got to do better tackling, and don't get worn down. Well, that's kind of hard to say if your offense isn't really helping you. But, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) yeah, that one, again, I I think the defense for the most part, you got to get off blocks, which I was, again, offensive line-wise, I was shocked that we were not better about shedding blocks and shedding blocks and tackling because I I think for the most part, our defensive secondary was solid, which was – in particular, the corners, um, uh, Cam, Cam, they were kind of picking on him a little early. I will say this. I'm impressed with Ben Morrison, the freshman. Um, he He's a gamer. And, you know, and Lewis stepped up. So I like where we are from a secondary standpoint. I mean, we're competing. Um but we've got to we've got to be better in the defensive line. That's 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 got to be our bread and butter. You know it, it all starts up front in the trenches. So, you know, on both sides of the ball, we've got to get better in the trenches if we're gonna have an opportunity to be successful. Going if Notre Dame is gonna be success successful going forward, we've got to be able to get off blocks, tackle on defense and offense. We've got to be able to you know, understand the protections and execute those protections and then come off the ball and create uh, movement at the line of scrimmage so the backs are not being hit in the backfield. And then our receivers, we've got to get more production out of them. Whatever that is, again, I don't know, but we've got to get more production out of the wide receiver position if we're going to be successful. If Notre Dame is going to be successful, that's going to be paramount.
2: He's Reggie Brooks. I'm Jim Irizarry. This is the official Notre Dame football postgame show presented by Saint Joseph Health System. Uh, apparently, we've got we do have a, a couple of clips uh, from from some postgame press conferences. Um, one of them uh, from uh, let's see, Buckner and Kaiser. All right. Uh, one of them. Uh, let's uh, let's hear from Tyler Buckner.
4: Played awesome tonight. Played really well, um, and so you know, having the confidence that I know the guys around me are going to execute and do a job that certainly helps.
2: It's Tyler Buckner there uh, talking about uh, just getting more confidence, and maybe it was a little bit much uh, to uh, to have a guy who hadn't started in you know at least a couple of seasons, you know, since since high school. Uh, just because of the pandemic and and also just the limited playing time that he had last year, uh, maybe it is a little bit much to throw him in there against the uh, the, the second ranked team in the country, who's a odds on favorite for uh, for winning the national championship. But we've got to we like it should have been better, right? Yeah.
3: No doubt about that. There's, you know, again, the first game is always, you know, the toughest in a sense because you're trying to get a sense of what type of team you are and you're, you know, really the first competition against someone else other than yourself. And so you're going to have, and this can be said for Ohio State too, you're going to have some, some bumps in the road. That's just, That's just a part of it. So I think we're not as far off as it may seem. Mm -hmm. Notre Dame is not as far off as it may seem, but there's some opportunity there that, you know, they're going to have to really lean in on. And a lot of it is execution related. And it's little things, the little things make the difference. You know, when you have the opportunity to to you know run a route, catch a football, or make a run, make a block, make a tackle, it requires eleven guys to work in unison to execute the offensive play, a defensive play, a special teams play. And you know, it just takes one person not to be where they're supposed to be. It just takes one person to not do exactly what they were supposed to do for it to create a problem for the other ten. And then you you know you have a you know one busted assignment here, um one drop, one miss, missed missed uh, assignment, and it impacts ten other guys. And all it is is just being consistent in what you do having a confidence in what you do and the people that you play with and so they always say the the biggest improvement should be made between games one and two mm. and we'll see if the if they make the appropriate um corrections we should see a significant improvement between Ohio State and Marshall And this is going to, you know, a lot of this is going to determine, hey, are you going to overlook Marshall and, you know, focus in on the next big opponent? Are you going to be consistently uh, consistent about being better about what you need to do and take care of business? So um, when you play Marshall, you play at the same level with the same level of intensity, same mindset of how do we get a win? We win with consistency. We win with discipline. We win with the fundamentals. And you know, I'd be interested I'll be I'll be looking for a much better disciplined and fundamentally sound team this coming week as opposed to uh, this past game.
2: We've uh, apparently also got some sound from uh, from Jack Kaiser uh, from uh, from after the game as well. Kaiser, uh, as far as his stat line went, six tackles, uh, four of them solo tackles. Uh, let's uh, let's go here uh, and uh, hear from Jack Kaiser. I mean, in the midst of it, you know, we preach one play, one life, and so you know, like you don't really think about it. You're on to the next play, um, but looking back at it, yeah, like. Wish that falls your way, you wish that has a different outcome. Um certainly when you're watching film, like, dang it, you want that one back. But in the heat of it, it's one play, one, one life, on to the next one, let's make another play. And and that's gotta be the the mindset there. Just just okay, Ohio State's done, let's get better here. And and that's that's what you know Jack Kaiser's talking about here, and, and that's pretty much what they have to do uh just just tur- you just kind of got to turn the page on this game
3: yeah and, and again you know and you got to but you have to make the corrections yeah. as well yeah. you know and you know this is obviously I can't imagine how, th- that it's not disappointing for these young men um and for this coaching staff and it's, there's a level of frustration but turning the page you can't turn the page until you correct make the corrections so i'm a firm believer in that you know before that page gets turned you make the appropriate corrections so when you turn the page you're turning to the next opportunity but you've made the corrections necessary that will afford you success in that next opportunity you know, you can't just turn the page because oh, well, that game is over; it's done with. What were the What were the lessons learned? Mm-hmm. What do we need to do better? And that's both as a team and as an offense, defense, special teams, as individuals, as coaches. Everyone needs to assess. You know, where can I get better, and then where do I fit with the the overall scheme and within the team concept. Cause that's when you make significant improvement is when everyone is on the same page and we're seeing the same thing. And, you know, and we acknowledge the mistakes and okay, we acknowledge the mistakes, go through, make the corrections, but it, it requires everyone to see or be on the same page. You can't sit there and have something, you know, you see something differently. And cause it'll never, you'll continue to make the same mistake until as a team, as a defensive unit, as an offensive unit, you're seeing the same mistakes and seeing it the same way and make the appropriate adjustments as a team versus as an
2: individual and i'm not trying to sound all doom and gloom either i mean this is this is game 1 against the, the number 2 team in the country yeah exactly. you know, it's it's a long season you know we've we've got a long way until uh, the end of the you know the last game of the season uh at usc on what november 26th if i remember correctly so i mean there's a there's a lot of football still to come from this from this team and i was talking about it yesterday on uh, on on one of our shows i was kind of expecting a loss here anyway but i can still see this team in a new year six ball like there like there's there's talent there there were good plays you know in this game uh on both sides of the ball we just got to get a more of those types of plays and we also got to do it more consistently
3: Amen to that. <laughs> I'm right there with you on that. I mean that that is that's what it's all about. I mean, you know, you, you know, your viewpoint is your viewpoint, and as I said from the outset, this is a this this football team can be good. They have the opportunity to be good, and it's up to them to make that determination of. Hey, we're gonna make the corrections. We're gonna get, work to get better. And as you said, you're not it's not like we were playing, you know, as Coach Holtz would say, the the Holy Sisters of the Poor. Right. This was a, <laughs> a pretty well established team that, you know, uh has, is known to, to consistently make playoffs and compete for championships. So it's not and you were playing in a hostile environment and you against one
2: hundred and six thousand people,
3: yeah. And you know, <laughs> and my son was rattling off the names of the Ohio State people that were in in for the game. You know, you can. It's all in your perspective of how you go forward, and and you know, and I just remember, you know, when we would lose a game, I would sulk, and you know. Lick my wounds for 24 hours.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: After that, go look at the film, see it for what it is, and then reflect back. And then get get to practice. And I, you know, after a loss, I was chomping at the bit to go to practice because it's like you want to get that taste out of your mouth.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So, what do you have to do to get the taste of losing out of your mouth you come prepare get ready and then you win you win the next next game that does a a, that is the greatest uh remedy of all is to come back and have an opportunity to come back and compete and win a football game after a loss
2: right and and you know, you'll have eighty thousand of your fans behind you, you know, on on this time too. So you know that'll be easier to uh, to deal with. And uh, and like you said, you know, it's they'll come back. You know, they'll get iced up. They'll they'll lick their wounds for a little bit, and then Monday morning comes around, and it's right back to work. It's back to making the improvements that you need to do, and uh, and improving as a football team.
3: Exactly. That that I mean. It, the game's not it's not complicated it's not rocket science right right it's pretty simple mm-hmm. you know <laughs> and when you take that simple approach it it's not it's not easy but when you take the simple approach you you become a little more effective at managing that, those bumps in the road.
2: All right. Uh, he's Reggie Brooks. I'm Jimmy Razzari. Coming up on the official Notre Dame football postgame show presented by St. Joseph Health System, uh, we've got the opponent's scoreboard, and uh, we'll also uh, you know look for a player of the game on uh, each, You know, at least get some nominees on each side of the ball, hopefully, and uh, let Reggie pick who the player of the game is. And I guarantee that I will not pick a kicker. <laughs> i'll, I'll yeah, get the, I'll, I'll give you that week one <laughs> that week one uh yeah and
3: it's too soon it's, <laughs> it would be too soon and, and i and i applaud john but there's no way and you know what but, yeah <laughs>
2: that's all uh that's all still to come here on sunny 101.5 and sports radio 960 wsbt
1: and Matt Embry in the WSBT studios. We continue with our official Notre Dame football post-game show presented by St. Joseph Health System here on Sunny101.5 and Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT as we continue with our Under Armour opponent scoreboard, of course Under Armour, the official clothing and uniform providers of Notre Dame Athletics. And got Reggie Brooks here and like I said, Reggie, anything comes to mind, just let me know as we go through the list of future Notre Dame opponents. And, of course, next week, home opener is against Marshall. No problems today with Norfolk State, 55-3. to California-Berkeley, no problems with UC Davis. Of course, that's the alma mater of the former Jets quarterback, Ken O'Brien, 34-13. The Golden Bears get the victory. This was the game, though. That got everybody's attention, Reggie. North Carolina, Appalachian State. The Tar Heels escape with a 63-61 victory. And uh, you look at this one, and obviously you got to be wondering just how much this takes a hit as far as what we look ahead, possibly that North Carolina game in a few weeks, even though it is in Chapel Hill. Uh, suddenly this game, do you get a sense that maybe this is an easier game or is maybe is that – too simple a way to look at this uh, with a game uh now granted Appalachian State is one of the premier sunbelt teams and we'll see another one in Marshall next week but is it too soon to say that suddenly this North Carolina game in Chapel Hill does not look as tough
3: no i i, I would not discount that because um they did score uh 66 points or 63 points somewhere on it mhm so let's be let's understand that Appalachian State is a, is a has been a consistently good football team over the years, but you know I look at it from the standpoint of North Carolina put up a lot of points. They may have given up some points, mm-hmm. but they put up a lot of points. So let's you got to look at it both sides of it it. Is yeah, their defense didn't weren't you know great but their offense sure did show up. And, you know, you look at us, our defense, you know, showed up for the most part, but our offense didn't. So, you know, it, it we'd have to look at it from our, the difficulty of, you know, can we score, which, you know, you would think we'd be able to, but we're going to have to stop them from scoring too.
1: And speaking of teams to stop scoring, BYU also comes to mind. They came into Raymond James Stadium in Tampa just a couple hours ago, and they hammered South Florida 50-21. to And, again, uh, neutral site game in Las Vegas. This is another opponent in BYU that uh, can put up a lot of points and uh, another team that you talk about, you know, one of those games, if you do come out a little bit on the slow side, this is a team that could beat. Uh, certainly, can surprise you.
3: Yeah, because they came out of the gate really fast against South Florida, and they—I mean, they—they they came out gangbusters right out the gate. So, again, one of those teams that is in kicking is high gear early, where we have struggled. So, a lot of off teams that are putting up some points that we're going to have to deal with.
1: Stanford, also a winner today. No problems with Colgate, 41-10. UNLV was off this week. They opened their season last week with a 52-21 win against Idaho State. Syracuse, no problems with Louisville, 31-7. They get the victory at the site formerly known as the Carrier Dome, I should say. And then Clemson, Georgia Tech, of course, that is on Monday. Clemson, a future Notre Dame opponent. Navy. Navy. Lost to Delaware today, 14-7. to I mean, yes, you cannot overlook a team like Navy, and we keep talking about that. Triple option is a different uh, scenario that we have to do- see that we don't see all year. But, uh, I mean, is it just where this team somehow doesn't have the same firepower they used to have when they were giving Notre Dame a big game and sometimes beating Notre Dame, or is this uh, just a situation where t- Delaware caught them at the perfect time here?
3: No, I, I think this, this is just, they're not a good football team right now. Um, you know, nothing against Delaware, but I, I just don't think uh, Navy, it's, it's been a precipitous decline here over the last few years. They're just not the same um, football team. They're going to continue to fight and compete. But I just think, you know, from a talent standpoint, they're just not, they're just not where they were. And that's not a game that I'm overly concerned about, you know, where you look at, you know, BYU, Clemson, um, uh, North Carolina. Uh-huh. These are some seem to be some high powered offenses that we're facing. And they're able to put up points in, in, that's going to be a real question. I mean, we have enough on our – there's enough games on the schedule that Notre Dame should be uh, concerned about, um, And but Navy's not one of those.
1: And then, of course, two other ones to talk about as far as future Notre Dame opponents. Boston College had the lead most of the way but cannot hold off Rutgers today. 22-21, the Scarlet Knights defeat the Golden the Eagles of B.C., and USC, no problems with Rice in L.A., 66-14. to They get the victory over the Owls. So USC, with their brand-new head coach, also off to a 1-0 start. And uh, Jim Irizarry, as we look ahead, uh, certainly maybe not the toughest opponent next week against Marshall as we wrap up this week's Under Armour opponent scoreboard, but certainly two of the next three games after that, a couple very interesting opponents ahead. For the fighting Irish
2: absolutely Matt thank you very much for the opponent's scoreboard uh, we will be back right after this to wrap things up on the official Notre Dame football post game show presented by St. Joseph Health System
4: Notre Dame rushes four. Stroud in the pocket throws to his left complete to the 40 hit right away and tackled at the 40 yard line Omeka Abuka tackled by Tariq Bracey excellent job of open field tackling
2: that uh, that one of uh, Tariq Bracy's tackles. He had four, uh, three of them solo, uh, one of them uh, for a loss. I believe that was the one for the loss in uh, in Notre Dame's twenty one to ten loss to Ohio State. This is the official Notre Dame Football Post Game Show presented by Saint Joseph Health System. Wrapping things up with Reggie Brooks. I am Jimmy Rosary, and uh, time to uh, give out. Uh, let's see get ourselves a player of the game here. If we can uh, shake ourselves out of the funk that we've been in, uh, as far as offense goes, uh, who who would you pick as far as offense goes, Reg?
3: Out of Buckner. I mean, you know, he wasn't superior, but no turnovers over 50% completion. He he ran the ball. Well, I mean, you know, with all things considered, he he, offensively he 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 did he did some good things that you know really uh in comparatively speaking he he showed up for the most part again offense was not great but you know I'd say um offensively Tyler Buckner uh, was solid.
2: Right. This was this was not a game that that they lost because of Tyler Buckner by any stretch of the imagination. Right. So uh, as far as the defense goes, who do you think?
3: Well, two guys come to mind and one of them was a the highlight was. Uh, one of the guys like I said was Jack Kaiser. He, I think he, he he's, you know, got it flashed and it was pretty solid, but, you know, the guy that was in the highlight was Tariq Bracey and. Um, he really showed up I mean in terms of the secondary he came down uh defended well uh you know had a tackle for loss but he he tackled as as well as I've seen him and you know for those that are familiar with Tariq, he's had his struggles but he's really you know in this game he's really show he showed himself to be a a, a, a huge He's going to be a huge asset for this Notre Dame defense. So um, with all that said, my player of the game is Tariq Bracey. I, I
2: would I would agree with that too. Watching uh watching the game, his name came up quite often, and it was never for anything bad. Uh he was he was right. he was wherever the ball was, Tariq Bracy was there trying to make a play. And I mean, on on you know some of those you know the tackle for loss. I mean, he, he definitely did make a play. So uh, yeah, I I would I would certainly agree with uh, with Tariq Bracy getting the uh, the player of the game uh, for week one. So there you go. All right. All right. So uh, let's see, Marshall next week. Um, that is, a, uh, of course, the home opener. A uh, 2.30 p.m. kickoff there, or I'm sorry, yeah, 2.30 p.m. kickoff. Uh, and, uh, of course, we will follow things up uh, with the official Notre Dame postgame or the official Notre Dame football postgame show presented by St. Joseph Health System. Reggie, a pleasure, as always, on this maiden voyage. Wish we could have had a win. It would have been a hell of a lot more fun, quite honestly. But... Exactly. Uh, <laughs> But uh but uh I I I, th- I think a good season is uh is certainly on our way, so we'll definitely be able to have some fun with this. So
3: a little home cooking will do us
2: good. <laughs> Absolutely. Couple a couple of couple of servings of home cooking coming up uh, for the Irish. So just what they need to. Uh so that'll do it. Uh for Matt Embry producing and also uh providing the uh the opponent's scoreboard. And for Reggie Brooks, I am Jimmy Rosari. This has been The official Notre Dame football postgame show presented by St. Joseph Health System.
1: This has been the official Notre Dame football postgame show presented by St. Joseph Health System. Brought to you by Coca-Cola, Sirius XM, Chili's, Papa
2: Vino's, South Bend Orthopedics, South Bend Airport, West Bend Insurance, Centier Bank, and ABC 57 News. Also by Pet Refuge, Barnabas of Mishawaka and Granger, OSMC, and the Food Bank of Northern Indiana.